Present Tense Podcast by Green Bucket Press. This preseason two episode is supported by Green Bucket Press. Producer of blank writing journals, notebooks, book, pencil, and tech bags, wall art, stickers, and t-shirts. Our creative products are designed and made in our studio facility in Irondale, Alabama, with a meticulous eye for function and style. All of our papers originate from U.S. sustainably certified forest wood and are produced in U.S. paper mills. Our bags are made in New Hampshire in a woman-owned bag manufacturer. Our journals and notebooks are available as singles or in quantity orders. Custom brand printing is available. To learn more, check out our web store at greenbucketpress.com work-shop. The purchase of Green Bucket Press products supports the podcast. If you would like to make a donation to our podcast, we'll send you a durable present tense podcast sticker. Just go to greenbucketpress.com and scroll down to donate. Welcome to the preseason two episode of Present Tense Podcast. I am the host and producer, Anne Markham Bailey. In this episode, we hear from the teenage writers in the 2018 Ada Long Writers Workshop at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. The Ada Long Creative Writing Workshop spans three weeks and offers a rare opportunity for high school students to learn from published authors. Every day, students work closely with nationally acclaimed novelists, essayists, and poets, all of whom have extensive teaching experience. The workshop is sponsored by the UAB Department of English and is named in honor of Dr. Ada Long, founding director of the UAB Honors Program, professor of English, and lifelong advocate for community outreach, the value of a liberal education, and the enduring significance of literature. The workshop is designed for high school students interested in creative writing for personal enrichment as preparation for university work in creative writing and as an introduction to creative writing as a career field. These teenage writers sat down with me to talk about writing, and I asked them to explore their lives as writers, why they write, what challenges they face, what they're reading, and their plans for the future. In a world full of chaos and confusion, the clarity of their voices is a resounding inspiration. Enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a good review so that others can find us. You can listen online at greenbucketpress.com, 
slash present-tense-podcast. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Anna Grace Stasher. Well, I just like to write because I, I, I have these ideas that occasionally just pop into my head or I'm, uh, I dream a very vivid dream one night and then suddenly there's my next idea. I noticed uh, that I could become a good writer when I was little because I was just singing. And she said, where'd you hear that from? And I said, I made it up. <laughs> And there was the first poem that she wrote down for me. Just the way I can put feelings and thoughts and stories down. And I hope that when I write a story or write a poem, somebody can take that and get some type of feeling from it. I like to write haikus a lot. That's a lot of fun to me. And I do like some of the more, uh, uh, some of the poems that are more constrictive at times because that gives me a bit more structure to write with. My favorite thing that I've written recently is this short story called My Dear Franklin. Um, My Dear Franklin is about how this girl, when she's really young, she meets her very first friend, a shy boy by the name of Franklin. And Franklin becomes her very best and only friend. And when they get into high school, Franklin and her begin to get bullied. And Franklin takes his life. And in reaction to that, she feels that it's, while it's partially the bully's fault, it is also hers for not doing anything to stop it. And she decides, to never let somebody else near her have that same thing happen to them. And she, uh, she met Franklin in a library and she begins to run that library and keep it a safe haven for those like Franklin, her, and other people who love to read. I write to express myself in ways I can't do with words. I can't really express to other people, but I just lay it on paper. Um, That's pretty much it. Right now, I'm working on um, a short story about a trip I made to California. I used to ask my father to use his computer, and I'd go upstairs and just write stories about whatever came to mind. Finding the right words to express yourself is the challenge, I think, for all writers. I hope to major in creative writing. My name is Donna Aldeeb, and uh... I'm 15 years old and I'm a writer. 
it's on and off kind of thing, you know. I write as much as possible when I have the chance and given the opportunity. Um, I write about my everyday life or just about things I see and witness and just like, I try to get it down. Um, I normally write poetry more than fiction, but I try to balance it out and keep everything kind of equal. Um, but poetry is a really big part of my life because poetry was what I started writing with. And normally it comes best to me in the middle of the night when, um, when it's like really quiet and really peaceful. And it's just a good atmosphere to like go outside and just like stare up at the sky and just you know let your mind wander to anything and everything. You know you have the ability to just think and like let yourself go at the same time. I gained inspiration from an English class that really inspired my um, my teacher. She inspired me to pursue writing, and uh, I found out then that I had a good talent for it, and that kept me going as well as things going on in my life. So it was just a way to escape. It offers you a chance to take a glimpse into someone else's view of how things work and how they perceive life, you know, rather than just have a one side, one looking at it one way, you know, your wit. That's really cool about it. For writers, you have different perspectives and you perceive things differently. And you look at it and you think maybe this is one thing, but then you read a writer's piece or novel and you're like, oh, well, maybe it's this way as well. And you start to look at it from more than one angle. Just write. Just enjoy writing. If you really like, love writing, you know, you should go for it and you shouldn't be afraid to put down pen and paper. You shouldn't be afraid to, you know, write something, even if it's messy or bad, because you can change it. That's really nice about having an eraser on a pencil. Uh, my name is David Hester. I know when I first started Ryan, it was like with my grandmama. Um, she was she was unfortunately passing away and during the time I needed to find something to kind of vent those emotions out. So I turned to poetry. And as I, you know, wrote this poetry, it kind of just it was like a relief, you know? So, you know, um ever since then I just kind of just used poetry as just um platform to basically just vent all of my emotions and thoughts. However, it's like during one point during this time while I'm progressing in my writing, I start to lose like a motivation due to these things, you know? So it was, oh, it just started fading over time, basically. Um, yeah, um, it seemed like during like summer, like last summer, that's where just everything just began to fade. Like, it just, I guess those same emotions that I had before I didn't have, and I didn't really have nothing else to express, I felt like. And when I'm writing, this was always like, I just felt that, 
I just felt that I needed to do this while I write, while I needed to do that while I was writing, just to get better. But I feel like when you kind of just restraint yourself to just write a certain way, it kind of disrupts your creative flow. And what I've learned is basically you have to just, just look deep into your heart. You can look different places, like um, look at other people's perspective, things like that to get motivation from. And don't worry about just trying to, you know, have a, like a certain style, just express it first, then the edit comes later. Yes, and then that's just all about like just with writing and just art in general. You just just let yourself loose, you know. It's like basically your fantasy. You do whatever you want. It's, yeah. And then it's just you know I had to learn that again, and it was just like couldn't. Just like I said earlier, I couldn't just find those emotions. But coming to this camp, it sort of just you know opened a part inside of me that I thought was lost or, you know, I guess I rediscovered it in a way. Just, I met so many like good people here, right? People who just like me, I'm just able just to connect to them, connect to them. And it's like, you know, as an artist, you know, I never like, you know, why I haven't like felt connected to people, you know, outside of my family like that. So I guess just that feeling of love and happiness kind of found some sort of inspiration to write again. Just never stop writing. Just keep writing, just no matter what, just dig real deep into your heart and just, you can just pull a whole bunch, a lot of different inspirations from anywhere basically. And don't ever feel like you're not inspired. And whenever you're feeling sadness or some sort of depression or discouragement make you feel like you can't write anything, just pour it off on paper. Cause you know, allow those emotions to vent in. You basically pushing off a weight off of you, sort of. Just a way to escape, basically. My name is Julie Hozier. I didn't initially start out writing, actually. I am, uh, well, I'm heavily involved in the arts. I'm a musician, I'm a painter, I'm a archivist. I, uh, I compose some stuff sometimes. And so I just saw writing as this n another extension of expression because there really isn't just something as raw as the spoken word or the written word. And so I just tried to disconnect it out the best way I could. And I've mainly done that through uh, poetry. I started at, with music when I was 13. My father, he had gotten me an electric guitar for Christmas and you know, he was, he's sort of an on-off musician and he knows musicians around Birmingham. And so he knew my interest in music. He knew my interest in like, I guess the old stuff. And so he bought me a guitar. I basically taught myself. And uh, I've just tried to use the guitar beyond itself. I've tried to use it as just like this pure sound. You know, I've just been trying to unlock. With my work, I just try to let things go. I try to vent when it comes to music and when it comes to painting. My paintings, I guess, 
they have a similar style to Yves Klein or Mark Rothko. They're just <laughs> they're just blocks. <laughs> but but they're very sincere blocks, I guess. And so with writing, I tried to emulate what I do with music and what I try to do with painting. And some sometimes it works, you know, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm just trying to attune myself to that. I run this uh, ambient experimental project called The Never Arriving, and I've been uh, working material up for that. I've been working on this book for the past six months, and I don't know when I'm going to be finishing it. The working title right now is called uh, Life in Parched Lands. It's basically, it's broadly about baseball. I'm actually a big baseball fan. I'm a fan of the New York Mets. And so with that, I tried to imagine what baseball would look like 40, 50 years into America's future. You know, we live right now in a turbulent age with the current presidency, but it's kind of interesting to see beyond that. It's kind of interesting to see what's going to go on after, you know, because, you know, Trump as a figure, he is polarizer and he's going to stick with us for a very long time whether we like it or not and so it's kind of interesting to see what would happen in a post-Trump America you know do we see an extension of the conservatism we saw in the 2000s that was informed by you know what happened on 9-11 and vast sense of patriotism do we see a more radicalized more leftist Democratic Party and what do we see, and my main sub, my main focus is, what do we see in sports? Do we see, because, you know, <laughs> the, the, I don't know how to explain it. it. It extends to sports organizations. You see what's going on with the NFL and the kneeling and all that. And, and so I see sports organizations, if not dying out within the next 50 years, weakening themselves so that there's better competition. I'll take football as an example. There's a, you're, exa you're exactly correct. There's a plantation culture going on with the players' union and the owners and the president as an outside force. And it mainly comes from a misunderstanding, you know. You know, these people, these players are kneeling in response to police brutality, which is a very real issue that we need to address and that we are improperly addressing. But these people, you know, Trump and his people, they see it as an attack on America. They see it as an attack on the troops. And for some people, it really could be, but it's not for a majority. And so you have that plantation culture. I see the NFL dying out as an organization. I see the NFL dying out or weakening so that the XFL, you've heard about the XFL, and the AAF, you know, Birmingham's getting an AAF team, so they become strong competitors. I see baseball in the same way as well. Baseball has less of a problem right now than football does because baseball has a waning popularity in America. And so I see less teams. I see you know, a more centralized organization. I see, I guess, higher penalties for drug use and for domestic violence. And I just see baseball being seen as, I don't know, a trip to the park, you know, a picnic. It's, it's, it's more of a leisure sport than anything in the future that I've envisioned. I've worked, I, I want to say I've worked about 30, 40 pages of it so far. Great. What I want to do is like little vignettes. It's like a little anthology of vignettes that have to deal with people 
who are inside the culture, you know, whether they're owners, managers, or players, and then outside of the culture, you know, fans, the common folk. I want to see what happens when culture dies, and I want to see how people react to picking up the pieces. Hi, um, I'm Serena Prabhu. Um, well, I've been writing um, like seriously since eighth grade, and what motivates me to write is my emotions and my inability to convey them um, like through words that I have to speak out loud. Um, a bunch of my frustrations come from not being able to find the right words or just having writer's block. Um, and I'm, I'm still like struggling to work through that. I don't know how you work through that, but um, I've been writing since I was five, like in a diary. And um, I just, I don't know, writing comes naturally to me because I love to act and I love psychology too. And um, for me, those three go hand in hand because you're basically taking apart a person or a character and analyzing them. And that's what I love about writing. I write mostly poems, but I like fiction too. Um, it's short. It's, it's not as in-depth as a short story would be. While I love short stories and I love like describing things and using like eloquent language and stuff like that, um, poems are quick to the point where I can just get my thoughts out on a piece of paper and then just be there. Here we did uh, a poetry workshop and a fiction workshop. And um, as a morning session, we did a nonfiction personal essay. And I'm still working on that piece. And I did three poems and two short stories here. I like the Passenger series a lot. It's about this girl who um, doesn't know that she can time travel. And she gets thrown into the world of time traveling and um, her experiences and how she um, is thrown into a world where women don't have rights. And she gets to go like back to ancient Egypt and stuff like that just to stop her core family from taking more lives to change history. I am Hannah Bray. I first started the act of creative writing before I actually knew how to do the physical act of writing. Uh, my mom was fond of telling me stories when I was little, and I would tell her that she needed to have more action. You can't use these two words. They're not interchangeable, mom. Um, so I started by doing that, which is always fun. Um, and then, I don't remember when I started, but it's just always been a thing I do. Um, I use it as an outlet. I use it to have fun. I use it to connect with a friend who maybe I don't talk too much, but can still be like, hey, you want to write something? Um, I, I like to focus a lot on my longer pieces with about 
well, I write a lot of fantasy, and I like to focus on my longer pieces on kind of ditching the cliches of the genre because the fantasy genre has so many cliches at this point. Um, if you watch any of the popular series like Harry Potter, there's uh, the sense of the, of the chosen one, so I like to kind of buck the expectation with that or prophecies, um, just kind of the sense of this is what fantasy is and all that it can be because it's, it's not. Um, you can have deep conversations in a realm that isn't our own. Uh, that being said, I write a lot of poetry that takes place in this day and age, and, age, and it's very personal to me. Um, I like to think it kind of gives people insight into the way I think, um, especially because I have autism. So I think it's, I think it's really interesting for people to see someone expressing themselves creatively and in a way they haven't thought of before. I just got into a Welsh author named Gwyn Thomas. Uh, he writes a lot about the condition of, wrote a lot, he's dead now. He wrote a lot about the condition of Wales around the time when the mining strikes were happening. Um, and he's known for his satire and dark sense of humor. And it, he has some truly wonderful conversations between his characters. Tiffany Duong. I think what motivates me to write is people and representing people in a way that's honest and as true to reality as I can get because people are so interesting, the way the mind works is so interesting, and I just like exploring motivations and um, how someone's surroundings and how their life events affect them as a person. And I think there's, um, especially within certain genres, um, an overwhelming lack of three-dimensional characters with believable motivations or they're just there to further a plot um, or they're there to make the main character look good um, and I want to not try to emulate life but try to just explore mainly characters and um, how how life impacts us really below the surface, um, and I think my writing, my writing, I've, I get a lot of people tell, telling me that it's a lot of imagery, or it's very beautiful imagery. I definitely want to paint a picture in people's heads when I write. Um, but I want to be able to use that imagery to show more than just a pretty, a pretty picture, pretty tale. Um, I like getting deep into um, people's heads. <laughs> um, and I like exploring that, using that both as a way to try to understand my own life and the people in my life, um, as well as just trying to understand other people as strangers. Um, people I might not relate to or people I might not understand, um, trying to use that to increase my empathy.
Especially in the climate today, it's very important to try to put yourself in other people's shoes and not write them off as ignorant or simply deluded or just a force of evil because everyone does have these layers to them that cre like created who they are and how they respond to things and it's important to understand that everyone is able to change um, that things in their life have led them to do what they do. Equating wealth to success, yeah. um, equating um, all these material fabulous lifestyles to happiness and um, people believing that happiness is just getting money and um, I love hearing people tell their stories, um, their unique point of view. It, it, it always, <laughs> I, I remember I used to, um, I would read Wikipedia articles about some event and then I would try to find a video online um, from someone who had been there or maybe an account from someone who'd been there who's gone now. And I just would compare the two and it really opened my eyes to see, like, because there's what history tells us and like the books tell us and then there's what the people tell us. And you have to pay attention to both. And <laughs> yeah, I think that's, um, that's good for people to understand. I am working on completing a short story that's about to turn into a medium-length story um, that I'm actually going to read today um, for the reception. And um, I actually am really busy um, right now, so I don't have much time to work on what I would like to. I'm actually just trying to read a lot because um, because of school, it's taken up so much of my time, I don't have time to read anymore, and I feel like my writing is suffering because of that. So I want to get back into the swing of reading, um, make sure that my mind is stimulated before I try to, you know, dive back in. My name is Madison Prim. Part of what motivates me as a writer is just, just life in general, the, ex being, the experiences of, of being human, like emotions and you know, what, what people face on an everyday basis, what I face on an everyday basis, my struggles, things in my past, I, I have to get those things out. And so what helps me is getting those things out on paper, it's, it's, a, it's like a catharsis for me. So um, that's really what motivates me to write. I prefer uh, short stories or um, fic just fiction in general. Um, I write poems sometimes, but not that much. I kind of have to put, when I'm writing poems, I have to kind of put a lot of thought into it. Whereas in, if I'm writing like a short story, I can just kind of like just, you know, go along and um, not have to think about it so much. But I like both forms, but I prefer fic writing like short, short fiction. I'm, I'm writing a new novel. It's called There's Nobody Here. So um, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it now. But hopefully I'll be finished with it by, uh, by the end of this year. When I started writing, I wasn't aware that this is what I like to do. I try to kind of just like wrote in my Write like I wrote in my journal because my mom would always tell me that hey it's good to get your feelings out on paper so I would just do that, but eventually you know, as I grew older I kind of realized that I, I liked writing stories and I liked I love reading, 
you know, like kind of like creating a world of my own. So I've been, I, I kind of realized that I like to write in like my freshman year of high school. It's kind of when I realized that I like to write. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading a, like a plethora of books. Like just, it, it depends on my mood. Um, so like when I kind of want to like, just kind of like, it's raining outside and I kind of just want to read. I'm reading this book called Please Ignore Their Diets by A.S. King. It's a really good book. Um, I've started Red Queen. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, an, it's kind of like a new book. It's kind of best-selling. Um, and I have like a whole list of books I want to finish reading before the summer ends. But um, those are the like books I'm kind of like dabbling into right now. Wyana Hill. <laughs> Being able to put like your emotions on paper and but the part that frustrates me is you can't say exactly like what's going on. It's like you just have to put it in a way that they could understand but without giving them like the main thing about it. And that's kind of hard when you just want to just say what's like what's happening and stuff. But like the part that inspires me is I could say and get like how I feel out and other people can read it and understand that. I started with writing um, a book. I don't remember the name of it, but uh, that was when I was little. Nothing at the moment, but I was going to start another poem. Get, like, put your emotions out there, but make it to where, like, you're not giving everything away. Just get to the point, but not, like, overdo it. Jamia Stroud. Um, I enjoy writing because it's a way that I express myself other than showing out in school and having bad behavior because it doesn't work well for me. Um, writing is an escape for me. Um, when there's no one else for me to talk to, I have writing to just pour it on paper to what a cope for me, if that makes sense. I have a lot of stuff that goes on in the family, so don't really talk about it with other people. So writing's there. You know, I put it on paper. And it feels like it all goes away. It's automatically, it's gone. And I don't have to worry about anything when I write because it's my world. I make it whatever. Um, I like to write poems. Um, just started writing nonfiction, but I prefer poems because, of course, they make sense to me. And you write whatever. I like Maya Angelou. And what's his name? Edgar Allan Poe, is that his name? Yeah, I like them too. Those are my favorites. I was in sixth grade. I was being homeschooled at the time. And it was through like a Christian academy. And in English, they had to write a poem about whatever. It was about roses. That's what I chose to write about. And after that, I was like, I can really, now I can write good. So I just kind of. 
fell into it, it all fell into place after a while. I feel like everybody should write. Um, you don't have to be necessarily good at it, but it's a really good way to cope with anything, to let it, anything out. It doesn't have to make sense. Just put it on paper and it all comes together, I guess. Dalia Henderson. Well, I like writing because it gives me an outlet when I feel like other people don't understand what I'm saying when I'm talking to them, and I feel like I can write down all of how I feel and let it be understood by people everywhere. I started writing about ninth grade, so three years ago. To be honest, the the first time I really got into writing was actually here at the Ada Long Creative Writing Workshop. I came here, you know, like just to get a little bit of exposure, mm -hmm. and then I ended up really liking it. I prefer fiction, but I feel like with poetry I can be a little more broad. So I, I would say I prefer poetry a little more. I think the first thing I wrote was a fiction piece. Um, I don't really recall what it was about. It was so long ago. But I know it had to be fiction. Because that's what I really started out doing. Because I didn't really understand poetry back then. I, I prefer to write on the computer. But if something comes to mind, I'll like, you know, write it down somewhere, like on a napkin or something like that. Um, I really like Emily Dickinson, even though, you know, that's kind of old but it still applies to today like some of the things she writes about so I really like her. That That's the one person I kind of focused on because we even talk about her here at the Ada Long so yeah that's, that's the one person I'm kind of focused on now. The one thing I can say is that writing you don't have to be a specific person to like writing I mean well I feel like you don't have to be a specific person like you don't have to especially like writing and I like it about that because um Anybody can write, and it's, it's just a universal thing. Some people just prefer to take it farther than, you know, just writing something for school. And, you know, it's just, it's a universal thing that anyone can do, and I like it about that. I'm Ellie Brooke. I like being able to escape into my own world. It's it's really great being able to just create something that is in your own mind and nobody else has access to it until you put it down on paper and you let them have that access. You give them the key to open this door to this amazing world. And it's really amazing, <laughs> I keep saying amazing, but that's what it is. It's so cool and it just makes me feel amazing, <laughs> again, amazing. It makes me feel so great. And um, one of my favorite things is letting people read my work and seeing how the way that I've placed my words gives them um, 
or makes them feel these certain emotions. I've had people read some of my works and start crying because of this way that I wrote it, that it just kind of makes them feel a certain way and it's really fun for me. It may sound kind of crazy, but that's, it's enjoyable. And um, I probably started writing when I was in sixth grade or so. I had a really great writing teacher who helped me find this calling. And um, it was really fun. I started writing a book just for fun that I never, never finished. It was just something that got me started. And it was, that was my beginning, and I've been writing ever since. Um, working on a novel right now that I can't wait <laughs> to be able to dig in deep and finish it. I just have little snippets here and there. Um, I started writing poetry in ninth grade. Before that, I couldn't stand it. I was no poetry whatsoever. Someone told me uh, once, she was like, <laughs> you're a poet and didn't know it. And I was like, uh, no, not a poet. But in ninth grade, my um, English teacher said that we were going to write poems. And through all my resistance, I finally wrote one and really enjoyed it. And I've been writing poems ever since. And it's been quite a journey. I've come a long ways. I uh, found some old poems and short stories that I'd written um, over the years and compared it to what I've learned at this uh, Ada Long writing workshop. And it's crazy the differences. And I mean, just ready to continue learning and continue writing because that's what I love to do. I love it, and here there's so many people that understand that and they get that, and yeah. it's that's what's really amazing is finding people who understand. I'm Kimberly Fraser. Well, I can't really remember when I started writing but I do know that when I write, I love to get out all my emotions. I'm happy when I do have an emotion because I feel that I can accurately portray what a character might feel. Um, it's frustrating when I can't find the right wording or a story doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So that can be difficult sometimes. I just like the reader to feel emotion and to understand that even though the character isn't real, that it could be a real person out walking. I didn't start creative writing seriously until 11th grade when my teacher asked us to do it as an assignment. Oh, I love going back to the greats, like the classics Jane Austen. I've got a couple of hers. I was reading Sense and Sensibility in school. Um, and I love modern writers too, like Cassandra Clare, um, Sarah J. Maas. A variety of writers. I actually started a piece here and I would really love to continue it and make it a short novel. 
Um, it's actually a piece of science fiction about a mad scientist who just is obsessed with the mind and the way it works, and he wants to push people to the breaking point. So it's not in his perspective, but the perspective of his um, experiments. Actually, um, for a prompt, we had to come up with uh, weird problems. And the problem that I actually ended up creating was a man stuck at the bottom of the ocean in a submarine alone. So I ended up getting told that was mine. So I had to write about it, and I thought it would be crazy if it was actually an experiment if he was down there. My name is Eleanor Roth. What I really like is that there's so many different kinds of writing. You can go the creative way or the nonfiction. And in school, we write a lot of essays, and it's nice to kind of break off and write poetry. Um, I particularly like poetry because you can form an abstract idea into kind of solidified writing. And I like it because you can tell so many different stories in so many different ways. You, um, you don't need to stay to one certain structure. You can go free verse, you can go rhyming, you can do sonnets, haikus, anything really. Um, short stories, I've been trying to work on short stories, um, but I feel like poetry is easier for me to express ideas in. Um, we write a lot of structured essays and stories at school and poetry has just been helpful in kind of expressing ideas that have been more difficult to write in formal writing so without the constraints of a word count or how many quotations we have to include it really helps me to express ideas that I haven't been able to. That is really nice especially when you get to describe a scene and build little bits of it so that when the reader is reading through it, they can just imagine that place and that time in its, enti in its um, entirety. You can take so many different stances when you're describing it as one who would maybe opinionated about what's going on in the room or the whole um, omnipotent, as you were saying, kind of presence that's describing in an objective, in an objective way everything that's going on in a scene. I try to work in my writing to get different senses that you wouldn't normally use, such as touch or smell, since a lot of times it's what you hear when you walk into a room or what, just what you see. Simple writing can have so many different levels to it depending on what you write. And it's, I've heard it used, described as an iceberg, that you write just the tip of the iceberg, but everything kind of you imply is below the surface. So I find it really interesting to be a reader and both a writer that you can see maybe what an author is trying to imply by what they write, by every single word they choose to include. Um, I am working right now on 100 Years of Solitude by um, Marquez and it's really, it's interesting because it's telling the story of this family through different, um, through different people. 
So it's a really interesting way of showing an environment, how it grows to suit the people and um, their, uh, their way the family grows throughout time. I am a big fan of Theodore Rookie. Um, we've, we've read a lot of his work in English, and he um, uses images and symbolism to really drive the theme of his poem into the reader. I really would like to continue more with poetry um, because I never really have a chance to write free verse or even structured poems during school because there's so much essay writing, story writing that needs to be done. Personally, uh, even, well, even if you don't have something that's published, you can still enjoy writing and even if you don't feel that you're very good, like you can still create something and enjoy the fact that you have written something that you would want other people to read. So when you first start out writing, you're still experimenting with, do I want to write structure? Do I want to write stories? And it takes a while to figure out that, figure out what you want to write or what you want to write about. My name is Samantha Walker. Well, I started out writing at a very young age. I've always been into reading. I've read a lot of weird books, though, like Stephen King books, some Heather Brewer books, and right now I'm rereading The Chronicles of Vladimir Todd again because I just love that series. But I started writing at a very young age, like I said. Uh, I actually wrote a lot of really dark stuff, though, and my mom was a little worried at first, but then she started reading some of it and she thought, hey, this might make a good story. So I also started writing poetry, too, and that's also kind of dark sometimes, but sometimes it's more lighthearted, like it's about nature or maybe me going out in the woods or something like that. Um, well, ever since I started writing that, I started getting more into it. So, in recently, I found out about this workshop, and I thought, this might be fun. So, when I got here, I was kind of nervous, because I didn't know what other people would think of me. And then I realized that I wasn't the only one, <laughs> and that they were pretty much just like me in a few ways. They had been through a lot of in their life. They've gone through some things that they regret, and I have too. But they have a lot of stories too, and I've heard some of theirs. I've heard some of their poems. They're really good. So I just thought, this is actually really cool, because now not only am I writing my own stories, but I get to hear others. Well, it's actually kind of frustrating too, because Sometimes you don't know what the plot line is, so you don't know what you want to write about, and then you have to spend so many days trying to come up with characters and the plot line and the conflict and everything. And with poems, it's also frustrating because you, when you want to write a poem, nothing comes to mind, and then one day you're just sitting or reading a book or doing whatever, and then all of a sudden, 
words just pop up in your head and you're like, why can't this happen when I want to write a poem? So then, well, it's, it's kind of fun hanging out with these people too. Like, it's a little strange for me because I'm not really that social. So, yeah, I have more friends now. But I'm also working on two stories recently, uh, Claude Stone and Infected. Claude Stone is about this demon who gets summoned into this world, and then I'm not really sure about everything yet, but I just got the prologue, and I'm starting to get the first chapter. And then Infected, I only got the prologue because I just started it today. But Infected is about this outbreak, kind of like a zombie apocalypse. And that's basically all that I know right now. So yeah. I remember one story I wrote a long time ago called The Twisted Girl. It was a really short story, but it was about this girl who broke out of prison. And she went out and found all black clothes. And then she went out in the woods and climbed up a tree and tried to hide there. But then she fell. Didn't really turn out great for her. A few days later, she died in the hospital wearing a back brace that was just as black as her clothes. Well, this news reporter goes and asks this witness what he sees one night because he says that he saw that same girl, even though she was already dead. Well, then she goes into the woods to see what she sees because she doesn't believe in superstition. The she reporter. doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't believe in that kind of stuff. And then as she's out there, she starts hearing noises and all that, and then she suddenly sees the twisted girl. Trying to become an author, and I'm also trying to become like a poet too. I've already got one of my poems published in a book called Accomplished, because I entered it in a competition, which I didn't win but I didn't really care. Uh, so I'm actually trying to get my stories published. And most of the stories I've wrote, written so far are short stories, so I'm thinking maybe putting them all together in one book, maybe doing something like that. Thanks for listening to Present Tense Podcast. Our thanks to the writers in this episode, including Anna Gray Stetcher, Ben Lassiter, Donna Alib, David Hester, Julie Hozier, Serena Prabhu, Hannah Bray, Tiffany Dwan, Madison Prim, Wyanna Hill, Jamia Stroud, Dahlia Henderson, Ellie Brooke, Eleanor Roth, and Samantha Walker. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. 
Listen next week as we open season two of Present Tense Podcast.